Welcome to the Tossing Clubs Podcast. Next on the tee, your hosts, Frank Jang, Zach Moses, and Aaron Tan. Yo, what is up, everyone? This week, we got another special episode. We got an interview with the head of Devereaux Clothing, Robert Burt Brunner. I hope I said all of those words right. But man, that was an awesome conversation. That, that guy is awesome, dude. Yeah, super cool dude. Fresh off what must have been the craziest week ever out in Arizona, out in Phoenix, uh, Waste Management Open, followed by a bunch of parties with Michelob Ultra, and then the Super Bowl to top things off really fun hearing from him yeah it gets into a little bit of his partnership with Michelob Ultra on the Super Bowl commercial which was really dope to hear too cool and so with that let's just jump into the interview Bert welcome to the uh, Tossing Clubs podcast how's it going yeah thanks for having me guys it's going well just kind of freezing out here in Arizona we've got a cold front after the waste management so thankful for uh the good weather last week is Arizona home for you Arizona is home yeah man not a bad place to be if you like golfing, you know? A lot of really great golf courses out there. Obviously, the Waste Management Open. Uh, but thought we'd start actually talking a bit about uh, Devereaux. Um, could you give us a little bit of background on your guys' your guys' company? Uh, I know there's a lot of clothing brands right now that are kind of making waves in terms of being a different type of... Like, you don't have to wear collars all the time. You can wear whatever you want out on the golf course. And I feel like Devereaux definitely represents that new type of... Uh, clothing brand that's coming into the golf scene so we'd love to learn a, a bit more about that yeah man um i feel like there is a new brand like every day every time i look up there's someone new but uh i've been doing this for a decade now uh, i launched devro back in the day with my brother when i was still in school out in los angeles um you know we just we just saw a little void in the market back in that time just something uh we want to do is bring a little modern take to golf at the time and that was you know over 10 years ago <clears throat> before golf was what it is now so I've seen this crazy change in, in the marketplace, which has been really cool. And we've adapted to grow towards that. But say like the first years of our business, we spent just kind of the wholesale sector selling to country clubs, what you see when you walk in pro shops, you know, pretty much the same shit everywhere you go. Uh, polo shirts, their logos on it. We did that. We did that song and dance for, you know, a number of years. And then around the pandemic, we kind of shifted gears um, to be on more of the cultural side of golf. Uh, that way we could have a voice and a reason to to do what we're doing and have uh, <clears throat> kind of start designing with more of the stuff that we like and what represents us better. Um, so here we are three years from kind of when we shifted, re did a rebranding at that time. And, you know, we really just focused on the game of golf and what it meant to us and, and really wanted to be more relaxed in our approach, more inclusive in our approach uh, and make, make stuff that we actually liked, stuff that we wanted to wear. And with that, man, golf just boomed. Uh, which has been awesome. You see everybody pop it up. I think the hardest thing to do is get people in the game, right? So, you know, our brand has been fortunate to kind of fall on the hills of everybody that's come to the table and start golfing. So what Devro is, is we're a cultural golf brand. Uh, you know, we're, we're about just representing the game to the funnest uh, that it can be. There's no like, you know, golf is an intimidating sport and we've always felt that way. So, the brand is to be like really easy, opening, inviting for people to come in and wear 
our apparel, whether it's polo shirts, t-shirts, crews, hats, it's just about, you know, putting the game forward. So that's what Devereaux is. You started this company with your brother, right? Did you yeah. always know that you want to work within the golf space? No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, I got in the golf space. So I went to uh, fashion school in Los Angeles uh, and I was designing clothes uh, and then golf is just something that kind of fell in my lap because it's something I shared with my dad growing up, right? We had this connection. And when I went to school in LA, fashion school, my dad was kind of like, what the hell are you doing type of moment. <laughs> so I kind of like paid it forward and I was like, this is what I'm doing. Uh, so it kind of fell in my lap, you know, something that I felt comfortable doing. Uh, I always loved the game. I had appreciation for the game. And, you know, it, it never really had growth up until a few years ago uh, in terms of what we're seeing now and styling and whatnot. Uh, so that's really like the reason why I got into it. And now that I'm in it, man, it's, it consumes me. It's, it's everything. So I, I'm appreciative of the fact that I did get into it. Yeah. So how'd you start with their first wholesaling job then? Is it just like, oh, here's a, something that me and my, my brother could do? Like how did it start like hitting up country clubs? I, I just want to know. All right. The real of the real. I'll give it to you. So <laughs> uh, it's fun. You know, I called my brother one day. I was like, I got this idea for this golf brand. I was still in school at the time. Uh, I had no business doing thinking that I could run a brand. Uh, I still laugh at the fact that I even tried and, and shot out that way. Uh, but we made some polo shirts, uh, you know, put some stuff together, got a little bit of money raised, made some polo shirts, went to Las Vegas PGA show. Uh, and we released like a collection of probably six polo shirts, like a sweater and a pair of pants. It was, it was great at the time. It was awesome. But looking back, it was horrible. It was so bad. You know, my stuff came in. It was like the wrong color. Uh, I had no idea what I was doing, but, you know, it was, I was arrogant or ignorant in the fact that I was just doing something. Uh, I kind of put something out there. Nothing that I like want to show people these days, but, you know, it, it was just kind of like a hope and a prayer. We just threw something out there to see, see what it was. Uh, the response was all right, but we just kept kept going along because we, we believed in something. We believed in, you know, whatever it was. I, I've never known anybody in the clothing world. Uh, I'm, from, I'm from West Texas. I grew up in West Texas, so clothing is not a thing back home. Uh, and then, man, it was, it was kind of surreal seeing, like, what we did back then to kind of where we are now and, and where, where our foot is in this industry uh, is really cool. But I didn't know what the hell I was doing. Uh, at times, I still wonder if I do, but... <laughs> At that moment, man, it, it was uh, it was an interesting time to to kind of enter that marketplace. It was really when like Travis Matthew was like the number one, like the top dog, right? Mm. So I went to an interview with Travis Matthew, like a customer service when I was in school. They don't know, not many people know this, and it was a, a not a paid job. So I went to Travis Matthew, and I was like, "Damn, I know that interview. I'm gonna get this gig. This company's cool. They're on the up and up. No callback, nothing." And I was just like defeated. Uh, I look back, they were just hiring chicks at the time, which I get, I guess. <laughs> but I made it, I made it a note. I was like, man, it kind of like made me upset. And I was like, I'm going to do what they do. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to go out there and create because it can't be that hard. It's, it's that hard. Uh, <laughs> but that's kind of why it, that's, that's something that really spurred along me. I'm really competitive. So it really spurred along me to get in the industry and throw some stuff at it. So that's really where where i landed in the golf and throw it out like a collection uh way back in the day that's dope 
And then you said three years ago you rebranded, right? What was the genesis of that rebrand? We did the wholesale market for probably seven years. Uh, and my brother and I, you know, it started off fine. But then we, we started, like, not to really like it because uh, what, what we came across is that our polo shirts, you know, we're selling in places like Pebble Beach. We're, we're selling all over the nation, like 300-plus accounts. Uh, and that was cool, I guess. But they're marking our shirts up, like, 120 bucks. It's coming, like, oh, not wow. affordable to a lot of people. Uh, I'm looking at these shirts like, shit, I can't afford these shirts when I walk into a pro shop. Uh, and that's not what I ever wanted to do. I wanted to make the game, like, reachable for people, attainable at least, in the very most. Uh, so we just kind of had a, a heart-to-heart, hired a new guy that was, like, energetic and was, he was kind of on the same page as my brother and I. And he really, like, spurred along, kind of gave us a, a little bit of momentum, uh, confidence to say, yeah, guys, let's do this. Let's kind of shift direction. So, you know, uh, I think the pandemic was the perfect opportunity to uh, to make the change because so many things like people were just can you could kind of do whatever in the pandemic and blame it on the pandemic. Right. And that's, that's kind of what we did. Uh, but we were always wanting to do it. We just never had an excuse to kind of pull the plug on wholesale. And it wasn't, it wasn't like a good thing that we pulled the plug uh, just because it, it kind of pissed off a lot of accounts, <clears throat> upset some people, but, but we knew what we needed to do for ourselves, you know, first and foremost. So, you know, that, that's really what it was. I think it was ultimately for me, it was just the price, seeing, seeing what was going on in the pro shops, how they're buying. Uh, and it, you're designing for pro shops. So you have to be like super conservative, pretty, pretty plain, pretty boring. And that's just not, not, I was, it was just like the same song and dance, man. It was just like a blue shirt, a black shirt, a blue pullover, black pullover. I didn't want to do that. I got tired of it. That's, I'm just thinking, hitting up Pebble Beach, hey guys, sorry, uh, we got a new collection coming out, it's like skulls, and you know, it's all over our stuff, man, I hope you like it, I wonder how that conversation went. Yeah, that's not, yeah, and that too, like the stuff we started designing and playing with, like, I, I mean, I haven't been in the wholesale game since I have like my new logo and kind of the new adaptation of the brand, but I don't know how well received it would be, because I kind of designed my my motto when I design is, is no rules. Uh, we do whatever we want at this brand because I'm kind of final say in the design world and I'm young and I kind of understand some things and I don't, I don't care to be like conservative or boring. So our thing is just no rules when we design. We'll, we'll throw anything out there and just see how it, how it goes, how it sticks. Um, but you can't do that. Like when selling to Pebble Beach, man, it's very like, it's very straight laced, right? They want a certain the Jim Nance collection. Yeah, it's yeah, it's exactly what it is. Like, how many striped polo shirts are you making? Like zero, man. <laughs> so, it was. It's been an eye opener since kind of getting out of that world, and I don't. I honestly don't miss it. I, I love. I love this new wave of golf, man. It's important for the game. I I truly believe that. It feels almost like like I'm a I'm a musician on the side, and like, one of the the hardest things is just like getting past that creative block of you, you just like throw stuff at the wall, you know, like just throw shit out there. And it sounds like, you know, I, I, I guess I'm just wondering like, how is that like morale wise, you know, like you throw shit out there and you're like, okay, well something stuck, but it's kind of like, uh, I don't really love the project or the product. And then, you know, like now, now obviously you're at a place where it sounds like you're more, you, you know, putting yourself into it. But like, 
were there any like you know points on the way where you're like man i don't know if i could do this like i should do something else or like you know i gotta get out of the golf space like how was how hard was that yeah man all the time when i was doing it i you know i was a lot younger uh and, and doing that there was a lot of times where it's like you know what the hell am i doing because uh, I never really fit in in the world that I was within like wholesale. I was a young kid, like going to the PGA show, being out there, like setting up a booth, presenting like all this product. And it truly like wasn't very, I wasn't very well received because I was young and most people buying from Europe, they're older. They've been in the game a long time. Uh, so, I, you know, a lot of times it was like, you know, what, what the hell am I doing? Uh, I never kind of saw the light doing what I was doing uh, in the wholesale space, uh, just making those basic polos, you know, everybody makes a polo shirt with like a, a drink on it, a flower on it, all those things. You know, we, that's easy. We do that. Uh, but I never saw the light at the end of the tunnel and, and creatively it's like, you know, what do you want to be creatively? What, you know, how do you want your product to be received? That's the most important thing for me, like creatively or anything business wise. Uh, as long as I put something out, and someone has a feeling about it, if it's dope or I feel cool about it, then I'm satisfied, right? Uh, it's not about like the big sales numbers for me. It's more about the importance of the product to me. It's about the story of the product. And I couldn't get that doing what I was doing. So now, you know, we throw out, you know, stuff that we just pull up randomly, like stuff that we just think is dope one day. We'll be just sitting around the office laughing, like, yeah, that'd be cool. And I'm like, well, let's do it then. Just put it out there, see what happens. And, and that's kind of like how things go over here now. So it seems like you guys have been having a lot of success. Definitely recently saw the Michelob Ultra uh, collaboration that you guys worked on uh, for some of the festivities out in Arizona this past week. Could you tell us a little bit about that? It just seemed like a really awesome uh, partnership. Yeah, man, that is that is a really cool thing. It's a, it's a feather in our cap for everybody for the team. Um, so Michelob reached out to us last year because of the Waste Management Open. We were out there doing our thing, you know, um, and they hit us up. They're like, do y'all want to do a collab? And I was like, this can't be real. I was like, sure. Like, why not? And, and sure enough, we did one. We like, we did one in the summer of 2022. Uh, so that was our first collaboration. We did this golf bodega thing, New York city, did it with hype golf in their spot. They run this retail pop-up deal. We put a collab out for that. That went really well. So then Michelob hit us back up in like October, November. It was like, Hey, we're, we got this super bowl spot. Our commercial is going to be about Caddyshack. They're like, do y'all want to do the merchandise and, and uh, uh, all the apparel for it? And I was like, hell yeah, we do. Like, this is going to be dope. So so with, like, no time on the clock, of course, these big corporations reach out to you uh, and ask you for these, like, big ask and give you, like, an impossible timeline. So, you know, we jumped on board with this Michelob thing. Uh, you know, hard work. You know, one thing leads to another. And, and then now we're at the Super Bowl. We're launching the product. We're doing the parties with them. We have, you know, all this press. You have Serena Williams, Canelo Alvarez. We had DeAndre Ayton wearing some of our stuff. Um, like these huge names. DJ Khaled's performing. And it's just a surreal moment, right? You go from you go from slinging posters with palm trees on it to now you're, now you're on this, like, cultural front with celebrities in the golf space. You know, everybody's spending this mega dollars on this space. And... And we're, we're the brand at focus there. So, man, that is, uh, that's a really cool moment for all of us uh, at this brand. And I just think, like, ultimately also for the game of golf, just, like, having the eyes on it uh, from a beverage provider to, to enlisting, like, a small company like ourselves is, 
is really cool and, and it means the world to us to, to be able to do like those things and and get the exposure and get our voice out there so i mean i want to say thank you to Miklov always but it's it's an awesome awesome feeling and and we had a we had a killer time so <laughs> like i said i'm still recovering from the weekend so were all the like all the outfits were were devero products so the outfits in the commercial like in the background so like your celebrities can't actually wear product that isn't like serena williams is pretty much anything she wears is nike right so uh, okay. if, you're, if yeah if her face is in it has and you're selling apparel it has to be nike but like the people in the background uh they were wearing the uh the Michelob ultra and then on their marketing campaign like you scan their qr code on their beer it leads to like a few things and shop the devro merch you know we shot uh the campaign for them uh, there's gonna be another a spot running out like this week or next week with uh hype beast that's gonna be really dope uh with the collection so yeah I, unfortunately i can't have serena williams that would have been really awesome or or any of those caliber people but you know nike nike's got their foot foot on that so <laughs> can't necessarily have that but but you know it's it's more for us it's a lot of a lot of it's about the exposure right it's about getting the eyes on a brand kind of i mean we're still a small brand is how of yourself kind of a boutique brand so getting the eyes on us and that that fact is is really huge and then having something to say yeah yeah we did this we work with this company we we brought this to life so that's that's really important to us and really cool it would have been dope to get ryan cox from a uh, succession to wear your stuff that would sick trust me i asked i was like let me get they, they're like when they said they had canelo alvarez in the spot i'm a huge boxing fan it's like i love golf but like boxing is like my number one um and I was like, oh, my God. I was like, let me have Canelo Alvarez. I, like, put him in anything of mine. Like, that's my guy. It's so cool. But they can't They can't do that, unfortunately. I asked many a times. <laughs> uh, you got uh, a bunch of Michelob Ultras in your fridge now? Yeah, man. I am. Uh, I'm, 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 honestly, I'm like Michelob Ultra out. That's <laughs> nah, great. Yeah, we have a lot. Uh, we, got a, nice. we got a whole Bridge. but uh how's the how's the golf game though my golf game or yeah is it trending up yeah 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 a little bit i mean sure you know like when you're in the industry you don't get to play as much as you want right you're always like i'm always surrounded by it and i mean i love to get out there and play as much as i can but shoot man like it's so hard sometimes because I'm like invested in it. Like everything's work. And sometimes you want to break from work. And then when you step on the course, like when I, when I play, I don't like to do like social media. I don't like to do anything. I like to just like put everything aside and just play golf, you know, drink beer with the boys, just go play golf. So my game is, it's decent. It's all right. I'm hitting the ball left right now. I'm kind of struggling. Okay. Well, <laughs> If, so are you in phoenix uh or yeah okay you're in phoenix okay so where, where are some great places to play around in phoenix and if you would know great places to play around scottsdale please share those because zach is having his bachelor party there in a few months and we're trying to book a place yeah and i don't man. know about tpc scottsdale no there's a lot of great places so phoenix and scottsdale i mean it's relatively the same uh in terms of golf you know um i lived in scottsdale for years before i just moved to phoenix but the week I'll give you a list of my, my list. Uh, Wico Paw is awesome. I, I don't think you can beat Wico Paw. Uh, I don't think you can go anywhere and beat that course. It's like the views, where you are, the price, the setup. It's one of the best golf courses you'll have. Uh, 
So that's awesome. It's a great experience. Greyhawk is like top notch from like the service standpoint. Uh, those guys really know what they're doing there. The golf is good as well. It's I mean, all the golf out here is, is stupid. Um, but it's also hard. Like desert golf, you got to be pretty accurate. That's where I kind of struggle on that. TPC's all right. Like I ain't. It's it's a. Uh, it, it's cooler like the tournament because of the build outs like the stands and all that so it looks really cool but when all that stuff's away it's it's pretty plain uh and it's you know it's a good one uh but uh i play true north quite a bit that one's that was good that one's really hard it's like target golf uh we play a lot of the boulders up here uh that's in carefree just like a little bit north of scottsdale it's a it's a good course too uh like the the south course there is sick man uh there's so many options out here. We we're kind of spoiled with, with all like the quality golf we have just within like 20 minutes from us. Um, but if you're going to a bachelor party, I think the top two you have to do is we could call gray hockey. If you play, if you play twice, um, and there's a sick little part three, like in the middle of Scottsdale called Mount shadows. You want a quick round with the boys. You want to, you know, throw back a few, not feel guilty. That's that's the spot. It's in the like the center of Scottsdale, and it's like it's the prettiest part three. It's the greens are like super tricked up, so it's kind of difficult. And it, man, it's a it's a hell of a time. That's awesome. Which uh, of the two Wikopa courses would you recommend? Man, I I always forget if it's Saguaro or Choya course. Um, I I can't ever remember off the top of my head, but I think it's the Saguaro course that is like the good the really good one. But I think that's the more popular one from the little research go, that I've done. Yeah, but you can't go wrong. Uh, either one, there, it's that place is just unbelievable. The views are yeah. are amazing out there. And so you've uh, you've played TPC Scottsdale, though. Yeah, I play Stadium and Champions. Stadium is definitely. I some people like Champions. I don't like Champions. Uh, I like Stadium a lot better because it's it's longer. Champions is a little more tricked up, kind of more on the executive side. Uh, Stadium is. Stadium was fun for sure, man. And then once I put that sports book in, that place is going to be just popping out here. But it's a, it's a good time, and it's a great location. So, like, you don't be going too far if, you, if you're on the bachelor party. You know, you want to be close to the action. Yeah, for sure. Well, speaking of uh, TPC Scottsdale, I know you're out there for the Waste Management Open. Um, and I think we're all super curious, like, to kind of get an insider, like, industry person's inside view of what's actually happening out at that tournament. You know, we kind of just see all the clips on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, and everything, and it looks like the biggest party on the planet. Is it actually like that? Or yes. do people go away from Hole 16? Like, what's it like out there? No, what you see is, what you see on TV is, it's more than that. It's, like, amplified more than that. They, you know, uh, it's crazy. It is a, it's, it's just a party. I don't think you actually get to watch any golf and that's the only, the drawback from it. You're going out there and you're, you're partying. Like I probably, I was out there three days. I probably saw like six shots. Uh, so, I mean, it's a hell of a time. Have any of y'all been? Yes or no? We haven't. It's top of our list. <laughs> oh, okay, man. Yeah. So, so this place, this place gets rocking. Like we, we do a suite at 16 every year and they call it the Coliseum, right? I mean, and that thing is from the minute it opens, they start serving, you know, alcohol like 10 a.m. or something up until five, six. Uh, and it is I mean, you have waitresses, you have like 
tons of bars just i mean it, it's so easy to get a drink which is awesome they're bringing out food constantly they bring you like snacks in your booth they have they're always they put out breakfast lunch dinner um you know the drinks are always flowing there's no like quiet time it's not like we're like oh everybody be quiet let these guys hit a shot it's you know golf comes secondary to that place and it's just a rowdy time man it's 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 really a spectacle it's a hell of a time uh i, I it's I, i'm smiling because it's it's a ton of fun <laughs> i'm trying to like think of the best way to describe it but it, it's the biggest party that you could ever go to you literally walk in the gates and i mean it's it's thousands of people right and you're like oh shit like this is gonna be a, this is gonna be a shit show and it is from the moment you walk in till you walk out it is it is chaos and you don't think it's golf like you never it's never quiet uh it's just people wanting to drink in in the good weather uh and golf is the excuse to do it i guess so but that place gets going man and and i've been to a lot of golf tournaments but there's nothing like that there's no experience like that i think everybody has to to go out there and do it if you get like a group of guys it's worth the time it's it's a lot of fun that's so cool some of the folks that uh are like within the i guess you could say golf industry there's like some events that happen like even before the tournament like were you out there on tuesday wednesday participating in any of that like i feel like some of the like people get to hit shots on 16 is that a thing yeah so wednesday i go on wednesday i, I love the the wednesday they have this thing called shot of glory uh they bring in like celebrities uh rich people that probably pay to get to hit a shot um just like a lot of local celebrities the guys that play in the pro-am and the shot of glory is like who gets the closest everybody hits one shot they have that guy that does the uh like the rapping while people are hitting shots um he does that like introduces them does his little bit guys hit shots and it's it's like a dj booth set up out there you got hundreds of people down on the turf you got everyone in the grandstands you know, everyone's being loud. These guys are they're hitting the balls. And you got freaking people like paratroopers coming down, you know, like Red Bull flying <laughs> over. I mean, it, it's it is it's really cool. Wednesday's a fun day uh, just because it's a lot louder than like Thursday, Friday, because they play music all day long. They I mean, it's they had like music videos on the Jumbotrons out there. They have a DJ constantly. That's just like. I mean, the place is amped up on a Wednesday and everybody's like ready to go and get the party started. So I love Wednesday. Uh, it's, it's a really cool moment. Sounds like a blast. How many beers do you think you consumed over the course of the three days that you're at the tournament? Oh, man. I drank so many beers. That's a great question. They, you, you know, you're, you, have a tin, you have a tin drink max. You're, they're supposed to scan your, your wristband. Uh, they often forget to scan your wristband so you just keep going until you have to leave but yeah man it's a it's a lot of beers it's a lot of drinks uh this year they put them in in cups though because like y'all probably watched the last year where they're throwing the beer cans when the dudes are making the whole yeah. ones yeah i guess they they're like okay that's a little dangerous we should put them in cups this year <laughs> which which is fine but i think you drink it a little bit faster because it gets warmer so you're just like oh yeah throwing it back and it's easier to drink out of a cup so it's a little dangerous, <laughs> but I drink a lot. Any of the uh, like players that you got to see on sixteen uh, stand out for you? Like, did anyone kind of like wasn't maybe wasn't happy with the environment, or like someone who really played into it? Like, who are the players that maybe really love that sixteen experience? You know, I don't think there's anybody that doesn't love it anymore. There used to be that, uh, and I think those guys that didn't love it just don't come, right? Uh, 
and a lot of the younger guys do really get into it. It's always the guys that kind of hype up the crowd before you hit the shot. Uh, I can't think of any names specifically, but there's always like a guy like every other group that like steps off his tee shot and it's like, come on, like get the get the crowd going and people get amped. And that's always that's always awesome. I know Ricky always does that. Like it's really fun when like the big names come around, like when Rory comes in into the Coliseum or Scotty, you know, Ricky, Justin, those guys. When they come in it, that place gets moving, man. It is. Like that's the, that's like the cool experience when it's the guys that, like, these aren't not all these people are like your big golf fans, right? So they don't know all the names. They know like the top eight names. So when those people come in, they're like they're screaming, they're they're amped. But there's always groups where it's like we don't know who they are, and it's a little more like mellow. But which is fine for me because I'm pumped just to watch these guys hit the ball. Um, I think that's cool. But like like when Rory gets in there, man. That, I'm telling you, that place gets going. People just like, people just go dumb. They just like forget everything about themselves. They're like, ah, this is insane. <laughs> so, those are really special times. I, I really like that. Did y'all see the uh, the streaker dude this yeah. year? Yeah. <laughs> Did you get you, that guy put on a you show? You got to see that man. live. <laughs> yeah, that guy put on a show. That guy's awesome. <laughs> yeah, he did a lot. He had like a lot of time in the spotlight there. Oh yeah, yeah. He like had that planned out, man, for like a year. He. I feel like he grew his hair out for that too. Like he's he's been sitting on that one. <laughs> but I also wonder. I'm like, I wonder if those guys pay for a guy to do that and just bail him out because it gets like it gets all this press and attention, right? Everybody's posting about it, and every year there's always a streaker or like some guy that does that. But that's I me. Mean, that's the environment out there, right? That's what you feel like doing. No matter who you are, you're like, I want to get down there and run around. <laughs> <laughs> it's wild. So after the waste management open. You got to go to the Super Bowl. Uh, first time at a Super Bowl, or have you been before? First time at a Super Bowl. First and last time for me. But, <laughs> yeah, it, the Super Bowl was dope. It's just I was exhausted, like, doing waste management. Doing Then we did this big event for Michelob. I woke up Sunday, and I was like, oh, shit, I got to go to a Super Bowl, <laughs> which is, like, pathetic to think about. But I was so exhausted. I was like, man. But when I got there, like the energy of that place kept me going. I was, I was pumped. I had no dog in the fight on who won, but I was just still riding a high. So I, I was into it. Uh, it was really, it was really cool to see, man. Like everything from the national anthem, you know, to the, to the, uh, just the, the guys coming out on the field, like Mahomes and Hurts getting announced to, to watching Rihanna perform. Like all that was like really special. Uh, but it's a beating. Uh, you know, there's a it's it's a whole thing. So like getting in and out of that place was was chaos, but it's, it's it was pretty cool. It was a big weekend for Phoenix. You know, huge. Never I've never been part of something like so crazy for a city where it's those those big events. I mean, you look at waste management. How many people they run this year? Like, what was Saturday? Like two hundred plus thousand, something like that. What they do? They do some crazy number. I mean, yeah, it's, it's insane. It, it's wild how many people are in there and you feel it you see them all i mean it's it's nuts because they're all on 7 16 17 18 like all in the back nine you go to waste management walk the front nine like no one's there. it's like a regular golf tournament right you come to the back nine then it's like everyone's drunk everyone's falling over themselves it's it's chaos <laughs> so that's that's always fun so i want to ask then what's next for your brand i mean i'm sorry if this is like sort of like an interview question but uh like you said there's like a new brand popping up every single day so it's not all of them are going to 
you know, make it out, you know, so like wh how, what's the plan to differentiate? Yeah, that's a good question, man. Um, you know, the, the only thing for our brand is, is kind of stay true to, true to what we believe in and golf. Um, I think, I think the most important thing for us is, is, uh, just to remember what golf means to like us as individuals, uh, first and foremost, uh, I think for us, our biggest thing going into this year is, is the community aspect of golf. Um, we don't really look at product and say, you know, what we're going to do in product wise or whatnot. We look at our community and say, how are we going to grow our community here in Arizona? Uh, first and foremost, I think that's the biggest thing. How, how are we going to, uh, you know, grow this game of golf, uh, in a way that we're bringing more people to the table that we're getting more people excited about it. I don't know how long you guys been playing, but the, I've been playing since I was a kid and, and I've seen golf be super boring and stuff where I was only like a few people playing. So now it's, now it's like everybody I know that used to make fun of me for playing golf is playing golf. Right. And that's dope. Like, I, I like that. Um, so for us, it's, it's really the community aspect and growing that and, and looking at people and, you know, just giving them an event, an aspect to come to the game and participate because the hardest thing is to get involved in this game because it's intimidating up front. But the minute you pick up a club, the minute you hit a shot, you're hooked, right? You know, you can have a, you can have a crap round, you hit one good shot and you're like, Oh, I'm good. I'm going back at it tomorrow. <laughs> and that's, you know, that's the beauty and, and, of golf that I believe and and we got all these people hooked in the pandemic um but like for the brand man it's it's just community it's it's really about it's really about growing the game and we're really we really believe that I see brands that it's about product and that's fine I mean that you know everybody you know do you but for us it, it truly is just it's just a moment of sharing the game with everybody uh, and that's what we're going to spend 2023 on is is building relationships looking out to do more collaborations with people do some unique stuff to look outside of golf to bring more people into the game. Uh, and that's just kind of what we're going to keep doing is, is building that way um, and have a sense of a sense of community this year. And then most of your community, I would imagine it's like in the Arizona space, right? I don't know if you have like sales metrics, but I'm pretty, it's, I would guess that a lot of the sales are within like the Phoenix, Arizona area, right? Yeah. Our biggest metrics are, are of course, Arizona, SoCal, and, and then New York, you know, the metro oh, York, areas. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we get, yeah, it's kind of interesting, but uh, we get that. But, yeah, like, you know, we have, we have a great group of, like, people out here that we all know. Uh, and it's really fun. Uh, you know, when you get older, it's harder to make friends. Uh, <laughs> life starts going different directions. Uh, but, like, I, I found, like, I found, like, this new love for golf because now I have all these new friends because of, of the game, not specifically what I do, because I actually play in like other groups, like away from my brand, just cause I want to enjoy that. Right. So I have these, you know, new set of friends that are like golfing groups and, and uh, that's really cool. Uh, so we get out and, and, you know, go play rounds, play some games. And, you know, I think that's, that's really special. So if there's one PGA tour or live, I guess any professional golfer that you get to throw your clothes on, on them, your brand on them, who would that golfer be? Ooh. Ooh, that's a good one, man. I, I want to say it would be Brooks Kevka. Ooh, I think that's who it'd be. I kind of like his attitude. I kind of like the guys that don't really give a shit. Uh, that are kind of like rude a little bit. I like that attitude in golf. Uh, so he's kind of that guy for me. Uh, but that's who I would throw it on. I think that. Yeah, tight. I feel like his personality with the line with the whole like no rules to design and like kind of that ethos to, to the brand. Have you seen the, uh, the Netflix 
um, documentary yet. I know there's a whole episode that focuses on Brooks Kepka. I haven't seen it yet, but I've heard he has a... They get pretty in-depth with him. No, I have... It came out today, right? Yeah, it came out today, so... <laughs> right today, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I'm, no, that's, that's probably what I'm going to do tonight if my wife lets me. <laughs> I just go home and watch it and binge it. Uh, one of my boys from uh, that works with us just texted me. He's like, do I spend the entire day watching Full Swing? He's like, I've seen it all. <laughs> no, I... I I, I do want to see that from like that standpoint. What a time to like do a documentary on golf, you know, when, when it has this like great divide, right? I think it's, you know, I don't know how I feel about the divide, but for TV and a documentary, they got to love it. But he, he's always been kind of that, that guy for me. Um, so I like that guy. Yeah, Brooks is dope. He's cool. Um, I feel like we're all on the same page. Like we love that this Netflix uh, documentary is coming out because like, as we're trying to establish ourselves in the industry, it all, all, always helps when there's more people joining the game of golf. And we're all hoping that this Netflix series kind of does the same thing as Drive to Survive and just blows up the game. And you got to think, right? If it blows up the game, Devery is going to get a bunch more sales. So uh, we'll see how this turns out. Yeah, that's right, man. So I got to ask uh, the name of your podcast, you know, Throwing Clubs, right? Where is that? Is that how does that come about? You guys, you guys, club tossers out there on the course. You know, uh, we try not to be. I, I wouldn't say we haven't done it. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, there you go. I've got, I've yeah, we definitely done it. I think it was kind of just like a, a fun little joke, fun little name, tossing clubs on the golf course, but also tossing around golf ideas on a podcast, and didn't think much of it when we started, and then kind of just yeah. ran with it, and and it stuck. No, I think it's cool because everyone can relate to it, right? Everyone's had that moment. I've tossed clubs. I've broken clubs. I think I'm better than what I can be half the time. So I, I love, I love like the frustrating aspects of golf. Don't That's like all. one thing that I really love about golf, like how hard it is and how much it like eats at you and gets under your skin. That's why like, I really relate with all those things that are frustrating about it. You know, the, I like the good things too, but the frustrating things are like the things that like, they make you want to be better. They make you want to come back. So I always kind of like get enamored by those things. So I think I think it's a cool name. Throwing that back at you, we never even asked where does the name Devereaux come from. Oh yeah, that's so. It's my grandma's name. Uh, she was just kind of like a special person to us growing up, uh, and we share the name within our family. It's uh, if I knew more about branding when I was younger, I probably wouldn't have named it Devereaux because it's so hard for people to say. Uh, it's easy for me to say because I've been doing it all my life. But yeah, man, it's just my grandma. She played golf growing up, and we just shared like this this connection with her. And family's kind of everything. It's how we treat our, our lives day to day with the people that we work with, with the people that we meet. Everything's about family. Uh, so that's really what Devro is. Nice. Well, it's, it's definitely unique. So you got that going for you. Easy to remember. Yeah. Hard to say though, but easy to remember. <laughs> once you once you Hard get to say. once you get over that hump, <laughs> you feel comfortable. Can I ask who y'all's favorite golfers are though? Because I like to know those things. Like, each one's number one. Oh yeah. Aaron, you start. All right, yeah, it's Rory for me, no question. I've I've been golfing for about ten years, and that was about when he like he he was coming up when I was like coming up, you know, getting into golf. His swings pure. It's always been pure, and it just like I've followed his career from basically once I started playing golf. I've just always loved him. Zach, who's yours? It's gotta be Tiger, right? 
I mean, I feel like saying Tiger is a cop-out answer because it's like, yeah, it's Tiger Woods. Everyone loves Tiger Woods. I definitely... Yeah, you can't say Tiger. Yeah. I mean, I grew <laughs> I, I grew up and started playing golf as a kid when Tiger was coming up, so it's like that's why he's, I'm a big fan of his. But um, I'd probably say JT. I'm just a huge, huge fan of Justin. I feel like he has such, just such a crazy ability, and I feel like there's only a few folks out there that I think could maybe at some point not get to Tiger level, but just like win a bunch more majors and, and JT's that guy for me. And for me, Bert is Jordan Spieth, man. It's like I text Roy. He's like the only guy who I will stay on besides Tiger to like watch. Even Rory's like, okay, it's like fine. But Jordan, he's just so entertaining and he's so relatable because <laughs> he's like one of those guys who's just like cusses and it's like pisses off. Oh yeah. You know, he's pissed off at himself at Griller. It's 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 awesome. Yeah, he I mean he is pretty fun to watch. Yeah, I do, I do like those guys. I wonder if JT will have the uh, ability to like last longevity. They do swing so hard, right? That that like little body and like how hard he hits it. It's like how long is that back gonna hold up, man? That guy can smoke it. That's he's insane. Yeah, uh, yeah that guy is so lank, like skinny, but the way like you know some people have effortless swings like Ernie Els. He's he's like the opposite of that. Oh, he's got to put effort. He's so small. He's got to. He's got to hammer. <laughs> yeah. The big, yeah. the big easy Ernie Els, man. He was, that guy was enormous. He just was just. <laughs> he touch a bond and fly. Did y'all all grow up playing golf? I started back in high school. Um, I think I started the earliest out of this group. So that was back in. I think I graduated high school two thousand nine, and then I've kind of been playing off and on ever since. But Aaron and Frank started a bit more recently. Yeah, I started after college. Once I. Once I had money, my own money, basically, and uh, uh, I was always a person that said golf wasn't a sport, you know, growing up. But then I it just caught the bug, like you said. I hit a couple good shots. I was like, oh my god, this is amazing, and I've just never stopped. Yeah, and I started playing right before COVID. Basically, my wife got me some lessons, and then just it's all it takes is one shot, man. And you're hooked. You're absolutely right. Does your wife regret getting you lessons? Dude, she hates it, man. <laughs> it's like an actual, like, continuous, like, point of conflict sometimes. It's 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 wild. No, dude. I feel you, man. Yeah. What about your wife? My wife, man. I, I'm always like, hey, I'm going out with golf. I'm like, and I always tell her every time. I'm like, it'll take four hours. Six hours later, she's like, where are you? I'm like, I don't know. These people are playing slow. I'm just hanging, drinking. You know. Uh, see, I think she's like. She understands it now. She's like, okay, whatever. Like, you're going to be gone all day. I'm like, yeah, I'll be gone all day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I, she probably, yeah, she probably gets very uh, perturbed by me just, like, wanting to go play golf often. So I don't know if I can blame her, but is what yeah, it is. I mean, you know? I, can, I, I, can, I can't, but I also, I feel like I have justification. Like, if I, if you can go out on a dinner date for that long, I should be able to go out for, like, you know, play golf with the boys once a weekend. But I don't know. Yeah, Absolutely. We got a dog and a puppy, and that's like even worse for the you know golf game. But you know, it's all right. Oh, they don't get kids, man. You got kids? So I got kids, and that's a, and that's that's brutal for the golf game. You got game. kids? Oh yeah, I got oh, two boys. Goodness. So she's like, "Are you gonna take them to golf?" And I'm like, "No, like I want to be. That's why I'm going golfing, is so I can be away <laughs> from, them, so I can not do this." <laughs> hey, but down the road, are you gonna get them like lessons, clubs? You know? Yeah, I got to right. I yeah. mean, like back to like what I said, like it's just something that I shared with my dad, and I, 
it's it's truly like the only connection that I have with my father, and I find that really special. Uh, and that's what the game means to me. Uh, you know, he just he bought me like a set of Wilson clubs growing up, like Wilson staff blades, like n- nothing that probably nice. any of you guys grew up hitting. <laughs> but it, my dad just handed them over to me. He's like, if you can hit this, you you can learn how to play golf. And I was like, oh word, okay. Got out there. I was like, oh my god, these are impossible. You know, they hurt every time you miss it. But that's <laughs> when he taught me, like like a Mr. Miyagi was like. You know, when you hit those old clubs, they sting your hands if you're not hitting it in the uh, the, the sweet spot. So he gave me those and kind of like my dad is also like a dude. He's he's like he's tank up. Basically, he's he's one of the most amazing golfers. He has the most effortless swing. He's from he's like a kind of like a redneck from West Texas. Just a driving range hero. He's the best <laughs> driving range player I've ever seen in my life. He gets he gets on the course and it's like, boom, different person. I'm like, what happened to you? But we really, man, I just, I share those moments with him and like, yeah, I want to share those moments with my kids. Right. I think that's, I think that's the, what that sport's about because it's not just the sport like soccer. It's running around, kicking the ball. Golf is more about like life lessons. It's about lessons, uh, ultimately. And I, I think that's, uh, you know, that's why I got to get my kids into it, but it, it's not going to be tomorrow. Those kids, I still got to enjoy myself for a minute <laughs> before my wife takes, makes me take it to the course. Because it's not cheap either, right? Oh man, definitely not. Exactly. Yeah, they get you with that. Hey, Bert. Hey, we appreciate you, man. Thank you for joining us. Really enjoyed our conversation, and uh, you know, looking forward to more, uh, more of you, your brand in the future. Yeah, thank you guys. I appreciate the support. Uh, yeah, just be able to look out for us. Yeah, and we'll link up whenever we cross paths. When y'all come to Arizona, hit us up.